We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this emergency episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. The schedule is officially out. I'm sure you know the dates, the times, the locations, the teams, everything by now. But I love this stuff because there's a lot that goes into the schedule that sort of goes a little bit under the radar. And I'm constantly looking for the mismatches, not on paper, but from a scheduling standpoint, what Green Bay nets in rest days, if they have any long trips, do they have to go back and forth from East Coast to West Coast, those sort of things. So I'm going to break all of that down. I'm going to go pretty quick today. And like I said, this is just going to be a quick emergency podcast and just kind of review all of my quick takeaways. So first of all, kudos to uh, Matt Schneidman of The Athletic for releasing the schedule very, very early on Thursday morning, which was super helpful to sort of put all of this together ahead of time. But as he put out, the schedule is officially done now and is exactly that he released on early Thursday morning. Uh, For those who don't know, the preseason starts at Cincinnati, and then the Patriots and the Seahawks will both come to Lambeau for the final two preseason games. Green Bay gets two home games in the preseason this year. 
year. And then for the regular season, they start at Chicago, then at Atlanta, Saints at home, Lions at home on Thursday night football, at Raiders, then they have their bye week in week six, so an earlier bye this week this year. Uh, at Broncos, Vikings at home, Rams at home, at Steelers, Chargers at home, at Lions, Chiefs at home, at Giants, Buccaneers at home, at Panthers, at Vikings, and then the Bears at home. So again, that's not my main like takeaway today. That's not what I'm going to be going over. I'm, like I said, I'm sure you've seen the schedule and you can literally find it at Packers.com and anywhere else you want to see the schedule. But I want to go into the deep dive, the minutia, everything that there is to know about the schedule. So first and foremost, there is one extra road game again this year in the regular season. So Green Bay has yet to benefit from the additional road home, road home, 17 game schedule. If you remember, Two years ago, they played the extra road game. Uh, then last year, they were supposed to have the extra home game, which they technically did, but that was their overseas game when they played the Giants in London, which A, did not go well, B, which actually resulted in a lot more travel for Green Bay despite it being a home game and actually led off that whole like insane road trip that they had to do where they were in like, what, six stadiums in six weeks or five stadiums in five weeks, whatever it was. But that really, I think, ended up costing them during that portion of the season. So that, that didn't benefit them last year. And then this year, they have the extra road game again. So next year, assuming that they don't have a home game overseas, will be the very first year that they actually get the benefit from having the extra home game during the course of the regular season. For those of you interested in the gold package, remember it's always the second uh, home game and the fifth home game. They will get the Seahawks preseason game, and then they'll get the Lions on Thursday night football in the second regular season game, and the Chargers on Sunday at noon in the fifth regular season game. So if you're a gold package, Milwaukee package member, those are the games that you will get. All right, here's the good stuff, right? First of all, Green Bay, per Bill Sparrows, who ran all the numbers, has the second fewest amount of miles traveled this season with 11,942 miles. So that is always a good thing. The less mileage, the less jet lag, the less you have to travel, especially there was a couple of those years where they went all the way, I think it was all the way West Coast and all the way East Coast and all the way back West Coast. And that stuff just starts to add up extremely fast. And Green Bay doesn't really have any of those trips. In fact, if you look at it in a little bit more detail, like there's only two uh, back-to-back uh, road games in the entire season. The first one is the week one and two, where you go to Chicago, which is just a you know hop, skip, and a jump away, and then they go to Atlanta right after that. So nothing bad at all in back-to-back road games there. And then they have two road games in a row with uh, Vegas and Denver, which would normally be a little bit worse if you had to go all the way, to, not all the way, but if you have to go west coast to Vegas, come back, then go west coast to Denver and come back, that could be a little taxing. But it's West Coast Raiders and then bye week and then West Coast Denver. So they split that one up a little bit. And then at the end of the year, again, in week 16 and 17, you go at Carolina. So you go a little bit East Coast and then you go at Minnesota the very next week. But again, Minnesota is just a hop, skip and a jump away as well. So that's not a super bad travel either. So you don't have any of these where you're going totally East Coast to the Patriots and then totally West Coast to the Rams or something of that ilk. Green Bay avoids any of those major travels and again, has the second fewest miles traveled. And if you want to compare it, so again, they have a little under 12,000 miles. The Seahawks were first in miles traveled this year with 31,600 miles traveled. So, uh, you know, 
almost triple what Green Bay is going to be traveling this upcoming season. So Seattle has a ton of miles they're putting on. Green Bay, the second fewest with just under 12,000. And here's the big thing that I always like to look at is what Green Bay wins when it comes to having the rest advantage. So this to me is the biggest, most underlining thing that I always look for first and foremost when I'm looking at the schedule. Reason being is it gets thrown under the radar and it can matter a lot. And what this means is if the opposing team that you have that you're playing this upcoming week had a bye week the week before, they had 14 days off. If you played on Sunday, you had seven days off, assuming it's a, you know Sunday to Sunday to Sunday, right? So in that situation, the team that you're playing has seven more days of rest and less wear and tear than you do during that time period. And that stuff can cause a major advantage or disadvantage, especially depending on where it is in the season. But overall, Green Bay is going to have this season a plus one day rest advantage. So it's nothing major, but what you're really hoping for is that you don't end up on the losing side of that. And for the most part, they do not. So here's how it works out. In week three, they will play the Saints. They will have one additional day of rest than the Saints will. And that is because, and that's actually going to be a home game for Green Bay as well. So that works out really nicely. The Saints will play on Monday night football prior to coming to Green Bay. So they'll play on Monday. Green Bay plays the previous Sunday. So Green Bay has one plus day of advantage, of rest advantage there over the Saints. In week five against the Raiders, the Packers play on Thursday night football the week prior to that. So Green Bay actually has a plus three day rest advantage when they'll play the Raiders in week five as well. So now they have an additional three days there. So now we're up to plus four days and you can kind of see how this is going to go, right? In week seven against the Broncos, this is a little bit of a disappointing one because their bye week kind of gets counterfeit a little bit. They have their bye week prior to the Broncos game in week six, but the Broncos play on Thursday night football prior to week seven in week six. So they only gain four days of rest on the Broncos rather than usually they'd have a a plus seven in that category. But because the Broncos have that Thursday night football game the week before, they only net a four game advantage. But so far, Saints, Raiders, Broncos, Green Bay will have the rest advantage in every single one of those games. In week eight against the Minnesota Vikings, they will have a one-day rest advantage. The Vikings will play on Monday night football the week before. Green Bay plays on Sunday, so Green Bay nets another day there. It's not until week 10 where Green Bay has their first disadvantage, and that is a three-day disadvantage because the Steelers play on Thursday night football the week before in week nine. So Green Bay has their normal Sunday game. The Steelers have a Thursday night game, so the Steelers will have three additional days of rest when playing the Packers in week 10. In week 13, Green Bay gets that three-day advantage back. They play the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football in Green Bay, and the Packers will have three days advantage because they play on Thanksgiving the week before going against the Lions in Detroit in that game. So they get their three games back right there. So if you look at it so far, advantage against the Saints, advantage against the Raiders and the Broncos and the Vikings, the one three-day disadvantage against the Steelers, and then the plus three against the Chiefs, things are going swimmingly. And then there's the one really bad one, and that's the Giants. So in week 14, when they play the Giants, the Giants have their full bye week the week before. Green Bay plays a normal Sunday game. So that is a minus seven in the, you know, rest advantage, disadvantage. So that is a huge disadvantage there that the Giants will be coming off a bye. Green Bay will have just, you know, played the week before, and it'll be since back in week six that they had their bye week. So they will be far less rested than what the Giants will be in that week 14 matchup. And then last but not least in week 15 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Packers play that Monday night football the week before against uh, the Giants. So in that situation, uh, the, the Packers will have a negative one day of rest in that situation. So 
Week 10 against the Steelers, week 14 against the Giants, and week 15 against the Bucks are the three games that they will have a rest disadvantage in. Meanwhile, but the, the, the good news there is the Bucks at by week 15 might not be playing for much. Granted, we don't know where Green Bay is going to be at either, but that may not matter all that much. Giants and Steelers game probably matter a little bit more, but they will have advantages against the Saints, Raiders, Broncos, Vikings, and Chiefs. So five games they have the advantage, three games they have the disadvantage, big advantages versus the Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs with three plus days uh, of advantage. And then two big days where they will not have the advantage in the Steelers with a negative three and the Giants with a negative seven. So all of that together, it may not seem like much, but that rest can absolutely matter. Green Bay Nets plus one day of rest against their opponents. Had it not been for that Giants bye week, uh, a week before theirs, they would they were really doing well up until that point, but that is the one uh, that's a little bit tougher for the Packers. So that does it for the rest advantage slash disadvantage, but they end up plus one this season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. And the other interesting thing here is that there's a bit of an interesting cadence on this season. And the good news here is that they have no three-game road trips. So as I mentioned, they only have two two-game road trips, but they also have no three-game homestands. Their bye week separates two road games. So you end up with, if you if you include the bye week is kind of like being home that week, it goes away, away, home, home, away, home, away, home, home, away, home, away, home, away, home, away, away, home. 
And it, you know, that's general schedule, right? You're going to have back and forth, but Green Bay is kind of going and alternating either every other, or they kind of have two off, two on, and so on and so forth. So you end up with this very interesting cadence where you don't really necessarily get into rhythm. And I think ultimately that's a good thing because you don't have those long stretches where you're just at home or you don't have those long stretches where you're just on the road. I think kind of breaking it up is a good thing, but you do end up with that sort of interesting cadence, you know, going into the season. The other nice thing is that in preseason, they have their two home games at the end. So, you know, really not until, you know, they'll have that first preseason game, which is great. Get that road preseason game over with. Then you're at home um, from whenever that first, the the, the preseason dates aren't announced yet, but whenever that first preseason game is over, you won't go on the road again until you play that first game in Chicago. And again, that's a really quick travel date as well. So overall interesting cadence, but I think that ends up actually being a good thing as well. Some other interesting notes, uh, credit Dare Carragher here, who noticed that in the first 50 days of the regular season, Green Bay only has two games at Lambeau Field and they are four days apart. So in the first 50 days, only two days where they're actually at home at Lambeau and it's a Sunday, September 24th and a Thursday, September 28th. The reason being is you go on the road to the Bears, on the road to the Falcons, then you have those two games in four days, basically, or five days, I guess. And then you go on the road to the Raiders, you have your bye week, you go on the road to the Broncos, and it's not until October 29th again that you're back at home. So from season kickoff through October 28th, only two home games, and those are both, again, five days apart from one another. So a very interesting aspect of the schedule there as well. As far as strength of schedule, I don't put too much stock into this because we're basing it off of last year's season and last year's season is not going to be this year's season. All of the standings are going to be way different, at least somewhat different than they were a season ago. But Green Bay has the ninth easiest strength of schedule based on last season's record. So that is a nice thing. It's not at least a, it's still better than if you had a, a you know top five hardest schedule or something like that. I would certainly take that, but we won't know for sure until we actually see how this season plays out. Uh, they also have a interesting stretch from September 29th through October 21st. So a little less than a month during that stretch where they only have one game. So they literally only have one game from uh, from September 29th through October 21st. Now, obviously the day before the 28th and the day after the 22nd, they have games on those days, but you're literally going from, you know, as soon as September 29th hits, you are going until October 21st with only one game, which is still kind of crazy. So Green Bay will have some interesting rest in there. And that is in large part because they have the um, they have the Lions on Thursday night football. So that Friday after is their first day off. They go to the Raiders and then, then they're by week. And then it's not until again, October 22nd, where they have their next game. So kind of an interesting stretch there of days where they'll only have one game during that time period. They do have a stretch, probably their toughest stretch from a short rest sort of standpoint. They have three games in 11 days. So on November 12th, they will play at Pittsburgh and on the road. And then November 19th, a week later, they will play the Chargers at home. And then November 23rd, you know, basically four days later, they will play the Lions on Thanksgiving. So from November 12th through November 23rd, in a span of 11 days, they will have three football games. So that's probably their toughest stretch. Two of those are on the road. We'll see how good the Steelers and Lions are. I think people are expecting the Lions are going to be pretty good. The Steelers, will see what they can be with Kenny Pickett in year two, but those will be interesting games. The Chargers at home, certainly no uh, tough or no easy out there either with Justin Herbert. So those, I think that's going to be a little bit of a tougher stretch. Certainly nothing as daunting as like the crazy road travel that they had a season ago or some of the stretch of games they had last year. So nothing too daunting, but that three games in 
in 11 days will certainly be a little bit taxing again, especially when they have a earlier in the season week six by week. They also have a three road game stretch in four games. So they go road, home, road, road in a four game stretch. And that will be at Giants on Monday Night Football. And remember, the Giants will have a major rest advantage in that game. Then they get Tampa at home and Tampa will also have a rest advantage in that game. And then they go to the Panthers and then to the Vikings on Sunday night football. So that is a a four game stretch where three of them will be on the road. That's probably their most travel. And again, you're not going super far. You go to New York, you go to Carolina, you go Minnesota on the road, which isn't too far, but that's probably their toughest stretch where you go, what, East Coast, back to Green Bay, East Coast, and then Minnesota in a four game stretch. And again, three of the four on the road. So that's probably their toughest travel stretch overall. For those thinking, hey, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Green Bay is not going to be in the national spotlight anymore. Uh Uh-uh. That's not how it works. Green Bay is still a very popular team. They have five primetime games and they're on Thanksgiving. Now, a few of those primetime games are in the flex portion of the schedule. So it is certainly possible that Green Bay could get flexed out of a couple of those games if things aren't going well. But on the initial schedule, five primetime games, one Thanksgiving game, which will not be flexed. So they have six national TV games on the schedule already. And uh, yeah, I don't think they'll necessarily get more. I guess they could always get flexed into ones later in the season. But my guess is those probably stay. One of the ones that can get flexed is Packers Chiefs. My, I would probably assume that that probably stays as well. We'll see if anything else ends up changing. But as of right now, six national games, including five primetime games and a Thanksgiving game. They also are a very holiday heavy team. They play on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and New Year's Eve. Additionally, all of those are on the road. So they have a tough road holiday schedule for Packers that want to be close to the family during the holidays. Not going to happen this year. Again, they play on Thanksgiving on the road, Christmas Eve on the road, and New Year's Eve. Again, all of them on the road. They only have two primetime home games. They play the Lions on Thursday night football and the Chiefs on Sunday night football. Those are the only two primetime home games. All of their other primetime games, including the Thanksgiving game, the national game there will be on the road. So that's a little bit interesting. Only two primetime games actually at Lambeau Field. Another interesting quirk, both of their Detroit Lions games are on Thursday. They have the Thursday night football game early in the season. They've got Thanksgiving later in the season. So two thanks or two things, not two Thanksgiving games against the Lions, but two Thursday games against the Lions. And then also the Bears bookend the Packers season. So it'll be Packers Bears in the first week of the season, Packers Bears on the last week of the season. And I think one of the cool things about that is I think we're going to really see how both of those teams progress. And I think week one is going to be a really cool litmus test for both teams. And then to see how both of those teams either ebb or flow, you know, do they, does either of them climb up the standings? Do either of them, you know, fall super far? And then what does that look like again when they face each other in week 17? These are two very intriguing franchises this season, in my opinion. And it's going to be really cool to see week one, the litmus test and how they go against each other. And then how does that look again in week 17? And are they playing for anything in week 17? Uh, That will be, or I guess week 18, excuse me, at the end of the season, that will be very interesting as well. All right. So a couple things that just, you know, I noticed on the schedule that I'm looking forward to. I think week one, Bears, Packers, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, that's the game that I was hoping for. I was hoping it was going to be at Lambeau, but to me, that is the coolest matchup. Bears and Packers fans have been talking smack forever, but certainly this off season and who's going to be best. And Bears fans are all excited because Aaron Rodgers is gone and he was, you know, they're very sick of him owning them. So 
This is the first time without Aaron in a long time. And I think Bears fans are very excited. I think Bears fans are very bullish on the season. I think Packers fans are really excited to see what this youth movement can do for Green Bay as well. So I think that is going to be a extremely fun opening game. I, I don't. I would not have wanted any other game to open the season, like I said, other than Packers Bears at home. But really fun game. I can't wait to see Justin Fields versus Jordan Love in that one. In week five, we get Jair Alexander versus Devontae Adams. And I think that's going to be extremely fun. We first time seeing Devontae versus the Packers. And if anyone that was ever at practice, Jair and Devontae matched up every single one-on-one every day in practice, iron sharpened iron. They both got better because of it. And this is the first time we're going to have the opportunity to see them go against each other in the game, which should be extremely, extremely fun. In week 13, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs travel to Lambeau Field in one of their rare primetime home games. So Lambeau Field, Chiefs Packers just feels right. Patrick Mahomes, Jordan Love, sort of a rematch of the game that Love got his first start in. And we'll see just the progress that he's been able to make going all the way back from that very first start against the Chiefs to what he can do in week 13 against the defending Super Bowl champions. And then week 16, Carolina Panthers, rookie first round pick Bryce Young. We'll get our first look at him in week 16. Well, he'll, we'll see him before then, obviously, in, in other games. But first game against the pa- uh, Packers, we will get to see what he can do against Green Bay. And Jordan Love, Bryce Young should be a fun game as well. For those wondering, Aaron Rodgers, Jets open on Monday Night Football versus the Bills. And there was a really cool tweet by Ben Fox out there. As a starting quarterback with the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers was a home underdog just eight times in 15 years. Eight games in 15 years where Aaron was a home game underdog, which is crazy to think about. In his very first game with the Jets, he will be a home underdog. He is plus three versus, well, he and the Jets are plus three against the Buffalo Bills in his New York Jets debut in week one. That is a fantastic Monday night football game. Rogers debut as a Jet versus Bills and Josh Allen. Cannot wait for, wait for that. And the cool thing is, is whatever you're hoping for, if you are so excited to see Aaron Rodgers as a member of the New York Jets and you're cheering for them and hoping that he does extremely well uh, because you're a huge Aaron Rodgers fan and just want to watch him play and see what happens, you get to see him on Monday Night Football, Packers play on Sunday, perfect. If you're a Packers fan that's hoping for the best possible draft pick next season and you want to see the Jets, you, you probably want to see them toe the line around 500 until he reaches that 65% threshold and then you know maybe lose every game after that. But still, odds are Aaron is going to play 65% of the snaps. So if you're one that's hoping for a better draft pick, you can start in week one by cheering against them on Monday Night Football and cheering against the Jets maybe more appropriately uh, in, in that Monday Night Football game and see if, again, the, the Jets can start stacking up some losses and that pick might look better and better for Green Bay. That's it. It's going to be an incredibly exciting season. This is where my initial, I can't believe I talked 20 minutes about that, but a lot of fun stuff to take away from the Packers schedule. That does it for me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with another episode. We got bonus episodes. We get everything for you guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe if you haven't already. Hope you enjoyed this. I'll see you soon, but until next time, and as always, go Paco.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.